Tired of spending time in the infinite void alone? Elder. So, you have all prevented an apocalypse, but there are more apocaply. Apocaly? Apocalypi. Yes, I think that's how it's pronounced. Apocalypi on the horizon. What are we going to do? Um, well, if they're on the horizon, then, you know, they're far away. And, uh, I'm sure there are other heroes over there. Somebody else's problem. I'm saying, they don't live in... Our town, in that place that I totally live and know about. I mean, if you want to stick with the closest one, you're not technically in the mountains, but the news reports do say that the massive rampant vegetation is slowly approaching town. Is this technically the beginning of a new mystery? Yes. Hooray! You're going to remember to use your mystery moves? I'm going to use a move. Yeah! Well, one and a two is a three. And that doesn't get me anything. Whoo. I feel like that actually gets you bad stuff. Well, fine. I'll take my experience point then. Yeah, mark your experience point. And you have restless, troubled nightmares resting the day after the climactic confrontation that you were mostly disconnected for. And when you wake up, you're in a vast forest. And by vast forest, I mean your house is gone. You're still in your bed, but it's in the branches of a massive, massive tree. Um, if, if I get out of bed, am I going to fall? Yes. I don't want to do that. Well, it's a long way down. Hey, guys! Are you here with me? Oh, that's not cool, man. Um, well, I roll around the bed and grab my sheet from the corners and pinch all four of the corners together to create a makeshift parachute and I make for the ground. I'm going to have to have you roll plus weird on this one. Cool, man. Well, the exact same roll doesn't do me any good. You fall, plummeting to the ground, taking two harm. Huh. Well, that's my fifth point of experience. You haven't gotten this much experience in a long time. I know. I've been having a bad roll of dice the past couple of uh, times we've been together. I'm going to get back to you on my last two choices of advancements. Oh, wow. You got a lot going on, huh? My plate's kind of full. So, let's move over to Father O'Malley. Where did you spend the night? The same place I always spend the night? At the church? There are refugees clamoring at the church's door in the morning. It seems that this expanding forest has started eating into the eastern edge of the city. Well, <clears throat> I suppose that... Uh... 
I should go have a look at putting an end to this. Take a look outside to see uh, in the general direction of Ebbs' townhouse if it looks like I'll be able to drive or if I'm hot-footing it. Well, there is panic in the streets. And though you usually can't see very far in that given direction due to the smog, all of this extra vegetation has helped clear up the skies a little bit. If you'd like to roll to... I don't think there's any rolls involved here at all, actually. You're just... You're just looking and seeing that there is a state of panic. It's not quite the same state of panic that had people roaming around wearing bondage gear in dune buggies, but you're not sure how long it'll take to get there. Well, oh, it's probably quicker for me to go to Izzy's hotel and see if he can teleport us to Trevor's house. So I'm going to head there. Izzy, did you stay at your hotel room last night? The funny thing about Izzy is that he never got a hotel room. He has been spending the night at a local pub. And every night at last call, when everyone slowly and begrudgingly makes their way out of the tavern, Izzy just sticks around and for some reason, perhaps magically, is not noticed by the bartenders and the staff and the bouncers and just manages to stay inside before clothes and make himself at home. So, you are coming to realize that the only place more popular with an impending disaster than the church is the bar. People are clamoring to get in. Everybody wants to get so in their cups that they don't remember what they're doing or who they are. Or that giant trees are eating their city. So what do you got, Izzy? Uh, what I've got is a door to the flat-top roof of the building. Which I'm just going to chill on for a bit as I make some phone calls. And whom are you calling? Well, I've got to get back in touch with the organization that led to me getting here in the first place, as well as maybe calling a few, mm, calling a few favors, see if I can't figure out if there are any other organizations that might be uh, a bit lenient towards uh, providing aid in the uh, investigation, examination, or extermination, or capture of the uh, other impending apocalypses. Do you have any moves that would specifically help with this? Well, I do have one of my regular moves called Arcane Reputation, in which there are three big organizations or groups in the supernatural community, uh, which can include some of the more social types of monsters that have heard of me and respect my power. Uh, which gives me a, a plus one forward when I manipulate uh, such groups of humans, or monsters. And what three groups are we looking at here? Well, the first group used to have a really nice and clever name, but then the eldritch being they worshipped changed its name to Quincy, and they're in a bit of a restructuring phase. Uh, but I just refer to them as the cult. Okay. 
So you put in a phone call to the cult, and they were in Seattle, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they've got something going with the Space Needle. It's not called that because it's high in the air. Mm-hmm. And the phone rings and rings and rings. And the answering service picks up. Supplicants of Quincy, how can I direct your call? Julian's office. Unfortunately, Julian is out right now. There's a large batwing demon monster tearing up the region. Oh, so that's where that one went. Oh, you have some insight into the situation? Yes, apparently there was an evil sorcerer by the name of Jacob Early who was uh, absorbing all kinds of magical powers for himself. Uh, he's dead now, so now all of the powers have manifested in terrible cursed creatures. Uh, we've gotten rid of two of them. Uh, looks like one went your way. Oh, I see, I see. Let me, let me patch you into Julian right now. Much appreciated. And after a couple of short rings, the phone picks up. You hear screaming in the background. Oh my god, I'm on fire! Oh no, not my house! Um, there's an explosion. Julian speaking. Julian, nice to hear your voice again. It's Izzy. I have come to call you a bit about the uh, Los Angeles job. Oh, I see, Izzy. I'm unfortunately a little busy at the moment. My hands are a, a tiny bit full with... And at this point, there is another explosion. Well, I would just like to, to, to say that it's kind of large and fairly antagonistic. Yeah, it's uh, big and bat-like. has a bunch of uh, runic sigils that it keeps carving. Why, yes. How did you know? Well, apparently a sorcerer in these parts by the name of Jacob Burley came to uh, an unfortunate end as he was amassing the powers of other kinds of magic. Uh, this one being the manifestation of uh, Celtic runes. Celtic runes? Hmm. I'm not sure we have the same monster here. No? What runes is it making? Well, these ones here are Latin or some sort of proto-Latin, perhaps. Hmm, proto-Latin. Well, that does throw a bit of a barb into things. Well, let me see if I can get a closer look. Oh, oh damn it. Someone just exploded all over me. Ah, that's unfortunate. Oh, is, did it get over your suit? Oh, yes. The dry-cleaning bills will not be good after this. Ah, ah, yes, yes. Um, no, these are definitely an older form of magic. Some sort of ritualistic circle-weaving. I... Oh, it's flying away with a city bus. I'm sorry. Can I call you back when I've got a little bit more of a handle on the situation? Absolutely. Oh, and as an update, the uh, Quincy scenario, it's uh, been truly handled. The creatures that came into contact have been made clean. There will be no further disruptions to reality. Oh, delightful. So I can expect my payment to be wired to me at the earliest convenience. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You know that we're always good for our... Well, I mean, except for that one time, but... Well, we agreed not to talk about the one time. No, no. Definitely not the one time. I'll but just add another drink your... to your tab, then, for bringing it up. Ah, oh, yes. Next time, next time you're in town, we'll take care of it. Thank you. Pleasure as always, Julian. Oh, of course, of course. And you hear what obviously sounds like a building collapsing as Julian hangs up the phone. 
Ah, what a prick. I reach into my suitcase and uh, take a drink to start the morning as I see the sun rising. Back to Ebbs. Hey, man. So, uh... So when I level up, I'm going to take Advanced on Act Under Pressure and read a bad situation. Okay. Of course, that leaves me one final level up. But anyway, shrugging that off, <laughs> I shrug about and uh, go look for my buddies. Okay, roll to read a bad situation. Woo! Well, a six and a three is a nine. And my sharper two makes that an 11. So close. So close. I don't think anybody's really hit a 12 on their advanced moves yet. I have on kick some ass, but that's... Okay, just once. <laughs> well, if we're not counting the particular character that had a uh, tremendous final stand, uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. So, that lets you hold three. It does. So, are there any dangers I haven't noticed yet? Yes. There are enormous razor-sharp barbs on vines growing through the area. There is some something slithering in the underbrush. There is poisonous flowers littered throughout the area. You're pretty sure you just saw that mushroom eat something. And you hear the sounds of gunfire nearby. Well, what's my best way out? You're probably safest if you head deeper into the city. Well, I'm going to sing a montage song in my head while I make that choice. Okay, where are you headed? Deeper into the city. <laughs> my brain said, that way seems safe. So I was like, okay, cool, man, let's go that way. Would you like to use your third question yet, or? I'm going to hold it. Okay, you it, it's gone at the end of the scene, so when you, like, leave the forest. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, if there are any victims nearby, what is the best way to protect them? Well, you're pretty sure Aug is nearby. And if you hadn't asked this question you definitely would have left him behind. Whew. Let's go find Og. Because he's my homie. Yeah. After searching around for a little while, you find him in the ruins of your basement. He's playing Modern Duty Call of Warfare. Hey, man. Where are you getting electricity from? Og, turn on generator. That was really smart. Huh. Well, look, man. Uh, losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, there are a bunch of chin beards out there. You don't want to mess with them. Makes for a bad time. But, uh, let's go find our friends and see if we can't solve this forest problem. And into the city you go. O'Malley, you have had zero luck at any of the hotels that you could have guessed he might be staying at. All right. Being in this area, I'm just going to look for the cheapest, dirtiest bar. You find him on top of it. Izzy. I say, Izzy. Nothing? You're so close, you have to say my name three times to garner my attention. Oh, dear lord, he has been drinking already. We need to get to Trevor's. 
Oh, that won't do us any good. No, it will. His house is already in pieces. You can see it from up here. I don't care. We need to get to Trevor's. I need you to either to try and hope that his broom closet is still intact. I know you could get in there somehow or teleport us, but we need to be at Ebbs's. I grab my suitcase and the beard that I stole and make my way down through the building and out through the front door after allowing the mass of people in so that I do not get trampled and close the door behind me. And I'm going to look around for... I'm going to look around for a fruit stall. Sure. There's a fruit stall nearby. The various fruits on it are flowering, and there are vines starting to grow out of some of them. I pick a few up as they're heavily obscured by flower petaling and vine leaves, and I throw the first few away over my shoulder. Oh, that's tomato. Apple, not what I need. And eventually find a bushel of bananas. Ah, finally, they're still a bit ripe, but maybe that's the effect of the curse. All right, stand near me. I'll stand near as near as him I can. And I am going to reach into my suitcase and pull out a syringe and a tiny yet thick bottle with the notation for nitroglycerin. I plunge the syringe in, receive the tiniest drop, and slowly and gently inject it into the banana. I put the two away, back into my suitcase, and retrieve a book, which is not what I was looking for. So I put the book back and retrieve out instead what seems to be an ordinary pepper shaker. And I shake some of the grains onto the uh, overripe banana, but it is not pepper that falls out. It, it's much slower and almost kind of becomes translucent as it passes through the shaker and slowly slides its way down, much like a, like a feather falling, swaying back and forth. And I am going to attempt to use some mighty big magic. What are we trying to do? I am trying to use what is effectively translocation, as I am using the banana, the peels of the banana specifically, in addition to my magical incantations, to have myself and Father O'Malley be teleported effectively, but transported more accurately through the root and vine work to come out at the end of it in the adjacency of Trevor Ebbs. I'm gonna have you roll to use magic on this one. Ooh, a four and a one is a five. Plus my weird of two is seven. That means there's a problem with this. The what complication do we have? The glitch to this magic is going to be that the magic draws immediate, unwelcome attention. In a flash, you 
are compressed and squeezed through the root system and explode into existence once again. And you see, walking away from you, Trevor and Og. You also see that your arrival has shriveled all plant life within 500 feet. Uh, before myself or Father O'Malley are able to say anything, uh, there is a lot of plant life that is in our mouths that we can all re that we can remove easily enough, but we just have to kind of take a minute to do so. And it strangely tastes reminiscent of banana cream pie. The banana itself has vanished to someplace beyond mortal reckoning. Abs, your friends are there. What do you do? Oh, hey, dudes, that's fortuitous. We were just going to come look for you. Me and Og, that is. Og, help. That's because you're the best. Yay. So, like, what happened to the trees, man? I feel like, uh, this is from that one incident many hours away where there were other trees. It's the same incident, Trevor. Well, if if it's the same incident, um, then I don't think we can fix it from here, because, you know, this isn't the epicenter. So we're going to have to go back hours and hours of drive away, which are many, many hours of walk through the woods. The ground rumbles a little bit. Not that off ground. Nobody asked you. Well, I'd had a plan, but I'm afraid I don't think it's going to work with uh, the after-effects of Izzy's magic. Oh, hey, why don't the plant eyes die? As you ask the question, you can see the largest tree at the edge of the disaster radius is pulling its roots out, up, out of the ground and is starting to head your way. Welcome to the middle episode, folks. Episode 42. I took it from you. You did. You did. I, I'm wounded. This kind of betrayal is unprecedented. It's okay, though, everybody, because we're on episode 42. We sure are. And this is our episode 42 mid-episode reminder that you can check out The Umbral Theater presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal Everywhere you get your fine podcasts, whether that be Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, where everywhere you want to listen to us, we love you and appreciate you for listening to us, downloading these episodes. If you want to help us out, leave some feedback, give us a comment, maybe send us something on Twitter. Yes, our Twitter thing is, um, what's it called? At Umbral Theater. At Umbral Theater. At Umbral Theater, yes. I knew it was at Umbral Theater, I just couldn't think of the word to call it. Like, how do you refer to a Twitter thing? It's your Twitter handle. It is a Twitter handle. Twitter handle. Thank you. Thank you. You can tell I am skilled at this interneting stuff. But not as skilled as you are with our Twitch interneting stuff, as you can follow The Umbral Theater over on twitch.tv slash The Umbral Theater. That's twitch.tv slash The Umbral Theater. We've got live games there, and we're going to be adding more stuff to it soon. Also, by the time you are listening to this, we have started recording our next show, which is 
going to be run using the Masks, a new generation system, also from Powered by the Apocalypse. It's a superhero game, and everybody's favorite Gavin is going to be running things. I'm terrified and excited. Yes, we are all terrified too. Plus, we have now started editing on our Dungeons & Dragons campaign, a pirate-themed Curse of Strahd adventure, and... How long do you think that's going to take until we start putting those out, Marty? About another week or two, tops. Yeah, awesome. So we are having lots of stuff for you to listen to because we love you, our fans, especially those of you who listen to us and click like and subscribe. And those of you who follow us on Twitter at Umbral Theater or on twitch.tv slash the Umbral Theater, we appreciate you immensely. And now, back to the show! Stealing everything today. I'm stealing all the stuff. Tree Man is coming to slap you down with his tree branches of justice. What do we got? Oi, you got a license for all them limbs? And it makes tree noises and like waves its arms around and there's rustling of leaves. Quick, run away while it's distracted. Take Og by the hand and run. Og starts running. Yay! I am running specifically towards what would have been the back of Trevor's house. That is towards the monster. I am running towards what would have been the back of Trevor's house. Okay, sounds good. The tree monster has you rolling up and starts coming after you. What are you going to do? I'm going to brandish my flaming broadsword. Far be it from me to fell one of the Lord's beautiful creations, but if you don't understand the predicament you're in against this particular weapon, I would back away now. It still reaches for you. The hard way it always seems to be, and then I will slice at it with my sword. Yeah, roll to kick some ass. All right, a four and a one is a five, plus my tough of a three is an eight. Okay, so you hit each other. It deals two harm to you, and you chop some of its branches off. The fire singes it, but it does not immediately alight. It appears to be living wood. But it roars in pain. As that battle begins, I reach into my suitcase and retrieve... A pack of gum. And I unwrap one piece, stick the gum in my mouth, and begin to chew it, and wince a bit at the unpleasant flavor that it has, before blowing a bubble and having it pop. And taking the remnants of the gum off of my face, curling them into two balls in my hands and sticking them just behind my ears before putting away the very particular brand of bubblegum and walk forward as hopefully my magic takes effect. Well, what sort of magic are you trying to do? Also, I can't be the only one who was just like hoping there that he was going to just chew bubblegum and watch. I thought he was going to blow a bubble and try to get it trapped in the bubble to float away, but... 
I, I was I, I was totally thinking he was just being an ass here and being like, I'm going to watch while chewing bubblegum. I've got two other types of bubblegum that do both of those things. Uh, but for right now, this is not that kind of bubblegum. What kind of bubblegum is it? It is my communicate with other beings that I don't share languages with bubblegum. Okay. And with a five and a four, plus my weird of two, we're looking at an 11. An 11 is pretty good. You're doing something beyond human limitations, I'm assuming? Oh, no. I'm communicating with something that I do not share a language with. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's two separate things. Yeah. And so I walk up to the giant tree smasher. Pardon for my rather uh, firebrandy friend here, but... We have a need to speak with the uh, rather pretty lady that I believe planted the seeds that you sprouted from. Any chance of us knowing uh, where she would happen to be? Pre-smash! And he kicks you. Take two harm as you are knocked ass over tea kettle. You roll about 15 feet and come to a stop against the ruins of a house. I suppose I wouldn't have had time to uh, throw up a combat magic then. It definitely caught you off guard with this. Okay. So, about a block down the street from my house is a gas station. Where there is a truck that was filling up the gas station when all this went down. I'm going to hop in the driver's seat. And with a whole big tank full of gas, head towards this big creature. Where it bounce, I'm going to douse it. With... Liquid, flamey stuff. So, you've got your refuel truck, and you're driving it over. Og is riding on the back, wearing a fireman's hat. A little, like, cheap toy plastic one that he found at the gas station. Tuck and roll when I say so, bro! And when I'm just outside a safe distance, I jump out of the truck and let it run into the root system of this giant tree beast. And hopefully... Douse it with liquid. So, Father O'Malley, you're battling this thing with your flaming sword. And you hear a rumbling behind you. Yes, I am no longer battling this thing with my flaming sword. Getting out of there? As, as soon as I see Trevor coming in the, in the fuel truck, uh, it's uh, tuck and roll time. Tuck and roll. It's act under pressure time. It is. I will be more than happy to roll Act Under Pressure. Here we go. A 5 and a 5 is a 10. Plus my cool of 1 is an 11. Boom. You duck, you dodge, you dive, you roll. And there's an explosion of gasoline. Not like fire, but gasoline as this thing spreads all over. At this point, I kind of see like Father O'Malley lighting off the gasoline with his sword. That was the hope. Oh, yeah, I turn around and javelin my sword at the thing. And everything goes up. Now there is an explosion of flames. And the fire continues to spread. Well, my son, this wasn't exactly how I planned it, but uh, I think we're getting... Our adversary's attention. I agree. So, do we hang out and hope the big bad comes to us? Or keep marching towards where we know the big bad is? 
Well, we don't really know where it is. She sank into the ground. And I take out my cell phone and look at the news feed to see if Forrest has spread anywhere else besides L.A. and where this first popped up. It has been spreading incredibly fast. And if you roll to investigate a mystery, I can answer some specific questions for you. Well, a five and a six is an 11. And investigate a mystery is a plus two. And it's an advanced move for me. So you got a hold two. And we were just talking about how nobody has ever rolled that well on these yet. I'm right. Well, since I'm a 12 plus, I can ask you any question. My question is, where is the creature controlling the forest so we can go kick its ass? You are certain that it would have gone, for it to have expanded this well, this fast, this powerfully, it would have to be at a point that was a conjunction of ley lines. And you happen to know where the closest ley line conjunction is to where the monster was released. So just to clarify, back where we came from originally. Not the city. Right, right. Back back from the old lady's house that we slept in the one night before we went up into the mountain and got kicked our asses by the creatures that could shapeshift that, you know, sent us back to the Kyrusian and such and such and scary stuff. The Where the druids were staying up on that mountain. Yeah, yeah, there. All right, cool, man. Um... So there you go, dudes. We have to go back to the mountain where the druids were. Because that's where she is. So, can anybody fly? Yes, Trevor, I've been able to fly this entire time, but I thought it would be inconvenient to mention it. Particularly that time you careened out into space. Well, that's awfully dickish of you. Well, I could see about making myself fly, but anyone else wouldn't really work, and I wouldn't be able to carry any passengers with me. Fine. We'll just go to the airport and use one of my planes. And I start walking in the direction of the airport. Grumble, 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 grumble while I walk to the airport and kick the vines. Now, I'm going to have to say that your airfield probably isn't downtown. No. We're on the outskirts of the city. So you get to the forest where your airfield used to be. That's okay, because even if my planes can't take off, there's likely a helicopter here. I could fly one of those. Helicopters don't need any space to take off, except up. Well, they need enough space for their blades to twirl. True. And you are able to find several damaged helicopters. They are Hmm. covered in vines. Some of the blades are broken, but between the three or four of them, you might be able to cobble together one fully working helicopter. Challenge accepted. And I set to work, trying to build a workable helicopter that my friends are totally going to trust me to fly. Okay, so we get ourselves a little montage scene of Father O'Malley chopping through Vines freeing up the helicopters and Og lifting and carrying parts to 
a slightly more open area where there's enough room to take off from. And Trevor is working on reattaching things and patching things up. And Izzy is brewing some tea. Well, it's less that I'm brewing tea and that when the boys are a bit tired and they come over to the uh, rest area, there is a solid block and I mean a solid block of ice, maybe about three to four feet tall, that has all manner of drinks that seem like they would have belonged in a proper tavern establishment, just resting in them, easy to pull out and drink from. So you're good for morale is what I'm hearing. Well, that's what you were saying as well. Yes, I'm just confirming. Mm Mm-hmm. I am going to need a... Let's have this be an act under pressure roll. Sure. Well, a five and a two is a seven. And my cool of one makes it an eight. Now, I would recommend the other party members roll to help him out. Yes, I'm planning on that. I am preparing now to roll to help out. A six and a two is an eight. Plus, my cool of one is a nine. A four and a four is an eight. Plus, my cool of one is also a nine. There we go. That gets Trevor to a ten. And I think you'll all feel a lot more comfortable flying in a helicopter that was repaired with a ten than one that was repaired with an eight. You are correct. It would have been fun to see, though. Everybody climbs aboard the helicopter and Trevor wait, begins to... Wait, 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 Before we take off, the very last thing after the helicopter seems like it's going to be in functional working order, Father O'Malley comes over with a stencil and spray paints on the side of the new helicopter. It's ya boys. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to come over and pray over it, but this is even better. So... It's your boys takes off and flies towards the mountains. As you get closer, you see large things moving around in the forests. There are strange, enormous creatures, the kinds that you would see in a history museum, perhaps. Not dinosaurs, but like 40-foot, 10-ton giant sloths and strange knob giraffe rhinoceros things and a 10,000-pound armadillo. And that's when the helicopter is attacked by an enormous prehistoric bird. Evasive maneuvers! Okay, what are we doing for evasive maneuvers? Um, evasively shifting the handle that makes the helicopter shift left and right. Roll to act under pressure again. Swoosh. Well, a four and a one is a five. And my cool of one is a six. So I'm just going to put a little check block in that box right there. Hang on, guys. We're going down. 